another meter as well, but there's always a common meter. And so, so you, you have this you know, wide selection of common meters, and there's uh, suggested tunes, but really any tune would, would fit the words um, of, of any of these common meters. Uh, so, so typically you, you, you pick one that's either suggested or you think fits. So Psalm 46, when you think of Psalm 46, maybe, maybe you think of you know, Martin Luther, Luther's favorite psalm. Uh, he, he often said in times of difficulty, he'd say to uh, his friend Melanchthon, come Philip, let's sing the 46th psalm. But, but really, if you, if you would go down through church history, my country in Scotland, but, but, but right across Europe, uh, right across the world, uh, into Asia, all over the world, people sing the 46th Psalm. And when you read it, you, you understand why. Because there is a, there's a timelessness to, to all of God's Word, of course, but especially to the, the kinds of thing that is brought out in this Psalm. It's a Psalm really the theme of the psalm is encapsulated in verse 1. God is our refuge and our strength in straits a present aid. What a glorious, glorious comfort to realize that in our straits God is a present help. The church, the psalm is teaching, is safe under the divine protection. And, and so as you go through the psalm, you find different difficulties, different challenges. You know, verse 2 begins, as it were, with the things of nature, which we're going to look at in, in the passage this afternoon, when Jesus stills the stormy sea. Here, verse 2, that the earth is being removed, the hills are cast into the sea, the waters are roaring, they're troubled, the hills... Uh, by swelling seas to shape. A, a, a situation where everything is upside down. Everything seems so, so out of control. Uh, you go to verse 6, you have a different kind of problem, as it were. The, the heathen, people, enemies of the church, are raging tumultuously. Like a sea, like a storm, but they're people. And the kingdoms are moved. And you, and you notice how God simply utters his voice. And there's, there's calm. There's, there's calm for the people. Uh, the earth melts with fear in verse 6. But, but for us, verse 7, the Lord of hosts is on our side. And he constantly remains. And then notice the God of Jacob. The God of Jacob that we heard about this morning. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Us safely to maintain. So here's David, who is hundreds of years later, the God of Jacob he's referring to. If you flip the page, you notice that's the way the whole psalm ends. The God of Jacob, our refuge forever will abide. There's verse 9, uh, the wars. Uh, we, we've prayed this as a family often in recent weeks and months with the wars in Ukraine, in Israel, in Gaza. It's so a really beautiful thing to hear your son pray, O oh Lord, break the bow and cut the spear, and Lord, burn the chariot. And what, 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 a, what a promise that is, verse 9. Unto the ends of all the earth, wars into peace, 
deterrence. You know, what, what's the solution for the wars today? What's the solution for the bloodshed? This. This gospel. This, this God. This God of Jacob. This God of sinners. Who, uh, he, he breaks in order to be used by him. Verse 10 is very beautiful. Be still. Know that I am God. That was our, our wedding text. The, the divine hush. It's always appropriate, isn't it, to be still and to know that the Lord is God. Be still and know that I am God. We'll see Jesus doing that on the sea. I just want you to come back to verse 1 again. And one of the features of the Scottish Psalter, one of the things they intentionally did was they wanted to be accurate. And uh, even at the expense of singability. So, so there, are, there are times, if you notice this, if you sing through the Scottish Psalter, that there, there's a, an almost slight awkwardness in places to, to make it fit the music. So instead of singing salvation, you sing salve, a, shon. There's a, there's a slight awkwardness. But, but behind that is uh, an unapologetic, uh, insistence upon accuracy. Robert Murray McChain in the 19th century said this this Psalter is it's more literal in places than say the King James Version. So God is our refuge and our strength. I'm going to give you uh, as literal a translation as I can from the original Hebrew for this verse. God to us our refuge and strength. A help in distresses, he has been found very much. That to me is very beautiful. The, the word for straits there, and straits of present aid, it's the word for distresses, or the first time the word is used in the Bible, Genesis 42, when the brothers of Joseph say, we are verily guilty concerning our brother because we saw the anguish of the soul when he besought us for help. We saw the distresses, we saw the straits that Joseph was in, and we did nothing about it. We are his brothers. And yet for Joseph, when he was in these straits, in the pit uh, at Dothan, in the prison in Egypt, what is the thing we read? God was with Joseph. God is our refuge and our strength. And straits a present day. I trust you'll take this psalm and it will be one that you put in your pocket and you say to our friends, your friends, come let sin, Psalm 46. So this tune, Stroud Water, is you know, not as well known as the last one. I think it's fairly, I think about all these common meters, it's fairly easy to pick up. So let's sing to God's praise. God is our refuge and our strength.